and overseas. Every evening, we speak directly to the people behind the news and making the news. Plus the day's finance and what's happened in the world of sport. News Wrap, 6pm weeknights on RTHK Radio 3. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3. Very good morning from us here at Radio 3. Just after 8.30 now, look at the latest weather situation. Cloudy with one or two showers, a maximum temperature of around 26 degrees uh, expected, moderate to fresh easterly winds. And the outlook, there will be more showers tomorrow, sunny intervals after that over the following, anyway, couple of days. UV index for today, for the intensity of that, uh, um, moderate. Uh, latest air temperature reading, we have 23 degrees Celsius, relative humidity of 90%. Good morning. This is Peter Lewis welcoming you to another episode of Money Talk Extra, Radio 3's personal finance programme for Hong Kong. This week, we're going to discuss how to protect your income and your livelihood from unforeseen medical emergencies, which could affect your ability to work and cost you a large amount in fees. I'll look at factors you should consider when it comes to choosing health insurance with an industry expert. Jimmy Lamb talks to a Money Talk Extra listener with health problems. And in our investment segment this morning, we're going to look at the risks and rewards of investing in overseas property. Now, do you have a topic that you would like us to discuss on the show? Or maybe you'd like to get advice from one of our Money Talk Extra experts on a particular aspect of your personal finances. If so, please drop me an email. The address is moneytalk at rthk.hk. We also have a Facebook page where you can listen to the program again and find links to useful resources to help you manage your personal finances better. You can find it at Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. Hong Kong's public health care system covers anyone with a Hong Kong identification card and children under the age of 11 with resident status. However, the hospital system in Hong Kong is geared towards emergencies and residents are encouraged by the government to be privately insured. Without health insurance, you could spend hours waiting to be seen by a doctor if your case is deemed non-critical. Having private health care provides the advantages of shorter waiting times, more treatment options and the ability to choose doctors and scheduling routine checkups. In general, it provides better options than the public health care system for less serious conditions but at a higher cost. Therefore, to access the private sector, medical insurance is essential for most people. However, selecting a health care plan is not easy. There are a wide variety of options at very different prices with various deductibles and excesses and not all costs are covered. Joining me now on Money Talk Extra to discuss how to choose a health insurance package is Gary Ling, Director of Regional Insurance Management. Gary has 20 years experience of the insurance market in Hong Kong. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Could you explain about the medical health insurance system in Hong Kong for us? The uh, Hong Kong medical health insurance actually is different from other general insurance product, like the uh, uh, motor insurance, uh, householder insurance. They are all unique and very easy to compare. However, the medical insurance is very hard to compare because of the uh, premium, the benefits, and uh, 
just like it is very hard to compare apple to orange, orange to apple. So we need to pay a lot of attention on all those specific、uh, benefits and premium. Why is it important to have health insurance if you are a resident in Hong Kong? Well, because health expenses in Hong Kong are extremely expensive. So when you are admitted to the hospital, worrying about paying the medical care is the very important things that you should keep it in your mind. And what sort of factors should you consider when selecting an insurance plan?、Um, there are lots of factors to be considered. However, the main main thing you、uh, should consider that is the、um, the hospitalisation benefits, which is the most important for the medical insurance. Now, the、uh, hospitalisation benefits there are lots of、uh, different areas that you need to cover. First of all, we all know this is the、uh, hosp- hospital. The basic cover is the hospital, and you have lots of、um, da- daily room and board. In room hospital doctor visit, hospital expenses and other just like operation theater theater fee etc. The hospitalization benefits are the、uh, core of the、uh, medical insurance. And what sort of things are not normally covered that you may have to consider as extra? There are many optional covers. For example, there are outpatient benefits. Other additional outpatient benefits, such as the、uh, Chinese herbalist, the、uh, bonsetta treatment, or physiotherapy, chiropractic treatment, those are the additional outpatient benefits. However,、um, there are other area that will cover, like the outpatient kidney cancer treatment, dental treatment. They are all the、uh, optional outpatient benefits that you need to pay attention. So you will need to consider carefully、um, what range of health conditions are covered and which ones are excluded before selecting the plan. Correct. And there are a range of options, aren't there, with deductibles and excesses? Could you explain how that works? Yeah. Nowadays in Hong Kong, there are lots of、uh, medical insurance with different annual deductible choices. For example, you know the、uh, annual deductible choice allow you to specify how much you are willing to pay before your claim. So that means higher deductible amount could lower your premium. What often worries people with health insurance is the small prints. The documents tend to be quite long. There's a lot of exclusions, lots of terms and conditions that many people often don't read. So, what in particular would you advise listeners to look out for? Uh, nowadays, there are lots of、uh, new、uh, claims procedure from different insurer. Some of them you can just submit the,、uh, the claims directly from your mobile phone applications.、Uh, on the other hand, of course, you have to、uh, consider there are many formality and documents,、uh, prescriptions, all the invoice with the、um, your. Personal doctors or the uh, the uh, prescription, so you need to fill it out carefully by writing and submit the、uh, formal document to the insurance company. And what about critical illness cover? How important is that? Critical illness is one of the most important part of the uh, uh, medical insurance, and whenever you suffer a serious sickness, which will exceed. The、uh, amount of the total、uh, sum insured, the supplementary medical cover will provide you the extra benefit, which will save you a lot of money.
And what about 24-hour emergency service coverage? Uh, this is also very important uh, in one of the uh, medical insurance scheme, uh, particularly anywhere in the world when you travel for uh, emergency services. When you suffer any sickness or accident, the uh, insurance company will provide you lots of medical advice, uh, medical evacuation, the repatriation, and all other emergency assistance services. So, who should consider a worldwide? Policy is that suitable for everyone, or what type of people in particular should look at a worldwide insurance policy? Uh, you have to pay attention that uh, some of the uh, medical insurance policy does not include the uh, area of Canada and USA. So when you look at the policy wording and look at the uh, brochure product of the brochure, you have to. Read carefully about the geographical region, which area that you will cover. However, most of the products nowadays in Hong Kong cover worldwide coverage. Thank you very much, Gary. Thank you. That's Gary Ling of Regional Insurance Management Limited. Unexpected health issues are a big source of stress and can put a new burden on both your ability to work and your personal finances. Medication in Hong Kong is expensive. For anything except the most urgent cases, treatment times can be lengthy. We've emphasised many times during the course of these programmes that planning is essential. That includes budgeting for the unexpected as well as the expected. So, what sort of issues could you face if you or a close relative falls ill? To find out, Jimmy Lam spoke to Polly Lim, programme manager at the Cancer Fund, and also to Money Talk Extra listener Lil Gao, who is suffering from gastrointestinal stroma tumours. Morning, Polly. You've worked with a lot of people who have、uh, health issues, especially terminal illness.、Uh, from a finance point of view, what are the most imminent needs? Do you see? Morning.、Um, I would like to say、uh, most. Patients, of course, they would concern the treatment,、uh, the treatment choices they have. Um, um,、uh, you know, either you know public or private setting, they may consider to have、um, their the medical follow up. And I think、uh, I believe that most patients would concern the medication.、Uh, nowadays,、uh, most common drugs using for chemotherapy are covered.、Uh, Will be covered by the drug、um, formulary、uh, under the hospital authority,、um, so patients they do not have to pay for the cost of medication.、Um, but、uh, it is the fact that for those, for instance, developed medications such as target therapy,、um, some of them are not included in these uh, uh, covered of expenses. So、um, patients themselves have to purchase、uh, the drugs and their own expenses. Um, so I, I believe、um, this would bring concern、um, on the medical expenses、uh, for patients and also their family in overall. For private sector, I mean, it should cost about hundred thousand or even to millions. But how about for public hospitals?、Um, how much are we talking about? Do they need to spend on the medical? Cost depends on you know the types of cancer and also the stages of of cancer. But it could be up to several thousands. Also per month、um, for the family, so this is this again, you know, create financial burden for them. Apart from medications,、uh, there are other what we call rehabilitations、uh, equipment that 
the cancer patient may need, uh, such as uh, for those colon patients, if they have colonoscopy and uh, uh, also remove the stoma, they would need the bags uh, for them. So uh, these medical costs, you know, would be for lifetime and could be accumulate, uh, uh, become a, you know, a burden for, for a family. Another impact is on the patient himself or herself. It's about their job. Um, what impact would it bring to them? Direct impact. I mean, for those uh, people who have diagnosed cancer, uh, I believe that most of them would cause them, um, they can't go back to their work uh, for a certain period of time, uh, or the whole treatment would take uh, nearly up to a year to complete. And another point is uh, the family members would may try to help out. Uh, is it something common that you see? Uh, yes, uh, especially in Hong Kong, Chinese are very family-oriented. Uh, we could see that uh, when one has the illness, I mean, uh, the rest of the family members, they would try to uh, cover the course and uh, uh, rearrange the family role to support each other. But uh, if the patients themselves are the breadwinners of the family, I, I believe that uh, the impact will be very immediate uh, and uh, um, bring even the crisis I mean, to the family. Now I'm also joined by our listener, Leo. Um, can you tell us about your current situation? I am a cancer survivor since 2011 and I've been doing the chemo for three years for um, first course. And then I have a relapse in 2016, July. Then I'm doing the another um, chemo again. Yeah. And how does the illness like impact you financially? Um, well, I was lucky enough to have with the company that who provided me with the um, insurance from the company insurance cover all my medicine cost. Uh, if I wouldn't have. A, company like this, caring company or both, then I would be like everything I should have worn myself. So which is a lot, I think. For me, it's a lot. Because every month costs me like um, well, the actual course is six, uh, 16 to 18,000 a month. But then um, because I cannot tolerate with my body, so they, the doctors, they reduce to three tablets a day, so which is cost like 12, 13,000 a month. And what question would you have for our advisor? Well, definitely there are lots of ups and downs, and I feel like um, you know, it's financially is one of uh, one of the concern that every patient, cancer patient, they would have because there are lots of uncertainty. So you need some, you know, backup money instead. Anything happen like any time, you never know. Like if it happened to me as well. Like suddenly I have to go for surgery, or suddenly I cannot tolerate the food that I'm taking. So there are lots of expenses with the you know nowadays you have to take care with your body mind soul so maintaining all these things is come with the cost because besides there are some other expenses they also have to pay the tax as well so um, I think that's if the government would think about the tax rebate for that you know people that who has this um, disease uh, with the, the with the expenses, I think that would be great to think about that kind of things, because they have to take care of the um, you know food intakes, um, taking like the superfood for example. If you take a berries to maintain your body or the other supplements like a vitamin D, vitamin A, B, whatever. So those are the extra cost, 
and then with maintaining because if you ca- your body cannot digest, you take a juice. The juice would be a lot. Like instead of eating a one apple a day, probably you do the juicing means you eat like two apples or three carrots or something. So there are costs like that. So. Um, which I mean is like even you cut down the cost on the clothes or other thing, but still, um, because nothing is grown in Hong Kong, so there are some other costs that you have to pay for, which are more organic foods, expenses. So probably it will take a thousand to two thousand a month only for the nutrition parts that I take with the juicing, the, the organic foods, and all those things. And then, of course, if I don't do job, then where the money comes from? You know, in in Hong Kong, I think it's really difficult because the expenses is high, and there are not much support from anybody actually. So besides the you know the caring support, financial is all you have to do it yourself. You heard there from Polly Lim, program manager at the Cancer Fund, and also to Money Talk Extra listener Lil Gao. To seek advice for Lil, Jimmy went and spoke to Si Fan Lung, columnist of finance magazine iMoney. As Lil mentioned, people with health issues may face unexpected changes to their body from time to time that requires considerable amount of money. So what are the, some of the steps that can be taken to get prepared for that? A good investment plan has to firstly estimate your normal expenses, then estimate and collect the required assets you owned in order to generate adequate amount of passive incomes to cover the expenses. The financial freedom plan should also include the idea of insurance. It is because when your plan is being executed, as time goes by, some accidents may happen to destroy your whole planning. Fortunately, insurance company could help you to cover these accidents. Someone may think that we should set aside a considerable amount of money to cater the unexpected problems, like health problems. Like an emergency fund for 6 to 12 months, something like that. Uh, Yeah, something like that. Uh, It is not a bad idea, but frankly speaking, make use of the insurance scheme wisely is more cost-effective. Here you could imagine a kind of probability issue. We are talking about to cover a risk that seldomly occurred but with severe impact to your financial status. Covering the risk by an individual's savings should not be better than by the pool of customers in the insurance company. As such, paying the premium to the insurance should be a better choice. And in the market, there are some products like investment-linked insurance um, on offer, uh, which sounds like you can get best of the both worlds, investment and insurance. Um, but what are the things we need to look at when considering these products? Uh, well, it should be a question to some experts or agents from the insurance industry. Anyway, let me try to spell my op- opinion. My concept of, these, of those uh, products is very clear. We should buy insurance products in insurance companies and do investment through banks or investment companies. Just like I'm not used to eat spaghetti at Pizza Hut or eat pizza at Spaghetti House, although they offer such products at their places. The main point is to purchase the right product at the right place. Don't mix it up. Yeah. Uh, As such, we'd better seek the insurance scheme to suit our plan 
and try to minimize the in investment composition of the insurance product. The logic is simple. If the insurance company is good at in investment, I'd rather buy the stocks. Why should I buy the extra premium in buying the investment product? It's definitely not effective. In addition, when selecting the insurance product, my suggestion is to focus on the risks that seldomly occurred but with severe financial impact, rather than spending the premium to cover some minor events like fully claims on doctor's consultation when you get a cold. The customers uh, shall focus on the details of covering those high-risk conditions, like under what conditions could not make the claims, what kind of diseases are excluded, etc. Uh, one more thing is that it is important to have a good insurance agent. If in case, touch wood, you need, a, need to make a claim, a good insurance agent could help you a lot. For example, even filling the claim form correctly is essential to form a valid claims. As such, you may not enjoy such services if you purchase the insurance from banks. Uh, back to my point, purchase the right product at the right place is very important. That was Jimmy Lam speaking to Zifan Lung, columnist of Finance Magazine, iMoney. If you have some money to invest and are thinking about what to do with it, one option is real estate overseas. Real estate can provide diversification from a traditional stock and bond portfolio. It's also a hard asset, which is often a good way of storing value. Furthermore, it can at times provide capital appreciation, cash flow, and can double as a retirement option or a holiday home that you and your family are able to enjoy, an investment you are able to use from the day you make it. But there are many risks and pitfalls and plenty of scams. So to provide some expert advice, I'm joined now by Carrie Law, Regional General Manager at iProperty Group. Good morning, Carrie. Hi, Peter. So what are the usual reasons why people would consider buying real estate abroad, Carrie? Actually, I think your coverage has covered all the points that, you know, a lot of Hong Kong investors or even immigrants in Hong Kong would like to look into overseas for the same amount of money, say, for example, 1 million to 3 million in Hong Kong options are just a few. And for this amount in the overseas, especially in some Asia countries like Thailand, Sing Singapore may not be that attractive, but Cambodia, Vietnam would be very, very, very attractive. And uh, Australia, US, UK has always been leading market that Hong Kong people look into, in addition to China. So there are two main reasons then, investment and lifestyle, and sometimes a combination of both of Immigration them. Immigration as well. And what, what then are the considerations for investing abroad? You mentioned some locations, I presume, is location the starting point? Um, we don't see locations as the ultimate starting point. Actually, the amount is the starting point. Because when we are interviewing uh, some of the uh, potential investors in Hong Kong, so we find that 40% of the people, they consider Hong Kong market price, property price is too high. That's why they think it is not affordable to buy in Hong Kong. That's why they look into overseas. And another 37% of the um, investors, they think that, you know, accumulation of the wealth, creating wealth, as well as lifestyle planning, kinds of like holiday homes and retirement would be something attractive. And the other 20%, they find that a little bit concerns about Hong Kong's political environment. So they would like to look into, you know, some second homes in other markets. 
And is this important towards diversification, both in terms of your assets yes. and, and also providing maybe a lifestyle and retirement option for, for sure. you and your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And people also look into education for their kids as well. So there are some projects like, you know, um, living nearby those university campus are very popular in Hong Kong people's eyes. So if you're interested in purchasing a property abroad, what are the first steps? How do you go about starting doing this? Search. You have to search for opportunities before you can, you know, make a decision. But when you're looking into the opportunities, normally you have to look into the infrastructure, the plan of the government. In addition, the economic environment. Are there any real figures talking about the populations, the GDP before you make an investment? And then you better look into, you know, appointing some uh, reliable real estate agents or property developers, they have a lot of success projects completed uh, within budget, within time frame before you make an investment. And what are the risks? Well, other risks would be like, you know, if you trust some developers, they are not very reputable in the market. They may not be able to have the finance capabilities to really get the project to projects to the complete stage. Then your money will be at, at risk. So you have to be very cautious, particularly yes. on things like title and ownership of, of the property, because maybe the developer has borrowed a lot of money and has not repaid it. So you can end up being liable for that. What can you do to minimize those types of risks? Appoint a legal advisor. Appoint a legal advisor who is experienced in those local properties projects. And then they can look into the terms, hidden terms, especially um, those contracts could be thick. And uh, Hong Kong people, if they can understand English, that would be good. But some of the uh, Hong Kong people from mainland China's, they would like to have Chinese contracts, but that may not be easily accessible in the market. And uh, they also have to look into some hidden tests, hidden costs, and that may be um, um, not aware to them uh, in the project sales stage. So if they have a legal, then they can look into those advice of the test planning before they make an investment. So there are hidden fees that people should be careful about. Yeah, yeah. Say, for example, especially um, those uh, uh, overseas investors, they if you are using overseas identity to invest into some countries, you face some kinds of double stamp duty as well. Or uh, if you hold a property, so in terms of the uh, voting prices, so some governments, like U.S. governments, will charge on the capital gain every year, no matter you sell it or you keep it. So you have to look into these areas before you make an investment because the cost of return is there. Now, in Hong Kong, you would get a valuation, of course. Yes. I've heard that sometimes in the excitement of buying overseas properties, people don't do that. How important is it to make sure that you get the property valued? Of course, if not valued, then you don't know how much money you can be loaned uh, from the mortgage partners like banking or financial institutes. So uh, we, we saw some of the buyers, they try to invest into other markets, but they don't look into the mortgage capabilities, no, don't look into the uh, valuation part. Then in the process of sales, they can't really finance the overall payments at different stages. Then it would be forfeit the in initial installments, yeah. And there are quite a lot of scams, aren't there? There are horror stories of people in Hong Kong receiving emails, parting with a lot of money for places that don't exist or are only half built. What signs should we be on the lookout for so that we can avoid these overseas property scams? 
So uh, we understand that in Hong Kong market, there's still not yet any license for the overseas property agents uh, or overseas properties uh, sales license. So um, Hong Kong people, if they would like to buy into overseas, um, try always look into um, sizable developers and reputable agents. They've been long established in the market, not just go for those very attractive short-term projects that they don't have any threats that they can trace back on how these developers or these agents in doing business. So this would help to a large extent to screen out those risks before you make an investment. Thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you. That was Carrie Law of iProperty Group. Thank you very much for listening to Money Talk Extra this week. Next week on the programme, Jimmy Lamb and I will take a look at the rapidly evolving world of work. The advance of technology has meant that job prospects today are very different from just a decade ago. I will look at how to consider changing jobs, and Jimmy Lamb will talk to a graduate about the challenges of finding a job after leaving college or university. And in our investment segment, I'll take a look at sustainable or socially responsible investing. So please join us at the same time next week. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a happy weekend and a great week. And of course, Money Talk Extra with Peter Lewis will be back at the same time next Saturday. The program was produced by Phil Bielan. To prevent avian flu, you should avoid touching birds, poultry or their droppings and wash hands frequently. Make sure that all foods from poultry, including eggs, are thoroughly cooked before eating. When traveling outside Hong Kong, avoid visiting poultry markets and farms. Do not bring any birds or poultry back home. If you develop fever and respiratory symptoms after your trip, wear a mask and consult your doctor explaining your travel history. For information, please call the Department of Health hotline at 2833-0111. Escape from the monotony of Sunday mornings with us, the Pop Fugitives. There'll be music, chat, movies and what's on in Hong Kong. As well as all sorts of other rubbish. So join us every Sunday, 9.30am, RTHK Radio 3. Coming up shortly, of course, news at nine. Weather-wise, cloudy, one or two showers, a maximum of 26 degrees. Uh, Apparently, sunshine breaking through over the following couple of days after the rain. Uh, Currently, 23 degrees Celsius, humidity 88%.